today's Leading Women episode 170. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Geneva Castellanos. Geneva Castellanos is a recent graduate of the University of Texas at Austin and CEO of Freeput, a student startup in the Longhorn Startup Lab led by serial entrepreneur Joshua Bayer. Her passion for fashion and technology led her to delve into wearable technology. Her company, Freeboot, is devoted to creating comprehensive solutions for people with temporary or permanent mobility impairments and aims to create a seamless interface that replaces the traditional mouse and keyboard experience. Their goal is to empower the disabled community with the freedom of input. So women of the world, Ms. Geneva Castellanos, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, Geneva, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them but these are just general questions I have in mind so let's start with your business you know there might be people out there who wants to start one and have no clue how to go about it can you tell us more about your business and idea behind a niche so my business started off as a school project um first it was a part of the Longhorn Startup Lab which is a class that is associated with the University of Texas at Austin um What happened was we were just a team of students that wanted to create cool futuristic technology. Um, But with mentorship under Joshua Bayer in that class, we were able to conduct a lot of market research and show that, you know, futuristic technology is a need for a certain niche and market of people, which was people with disabilities. Because at the time, we were creating something that was completely out of left field it was it's essentially a mouse you can control with your eyes and your head and you know the mouse and keyboard has been a part of computing for years and years and kind of reinventing that wheel was something that was people were looking at us and saying you guys are crazy um but we actually were able to execute and create a device that was not only crazy but helped people and that's you know, our main mission is helping people with disabilities. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I can imagine it, the, the, starting from uh, having this idea from a, the school project. And 
finding this niche and feeling it and finding the solution for the the, the community that are that is able to communicate because this is really a game changer i am very sure for them and I'm, i love that you have this out there that uh, that's going to help them and i can imagine the technology with this i mean having that mouse or that keyboard that can be controlled by your eyes i mean i can see how where is the, where is this going to be applicable and who what kind of of uh, clients are you going to be having because i as a nurse i work in the hospitals and i see a lot of people with disabilities and could oh, you imagine right. those people that are going to be benefiting from this actually we did talk to a couple of nurses and a lot of them wanted you know this device in their hospitals because they felt like you know for patients living with even just temporary mobility impairments in the hospital could control their environment like the television or the bed or you know even just the light controls in a, in a hospital bed it would cut time for nurses in patient to care environments and that's actually another niche that we we are actually looking into is you know providing our device in large uh, medical facilities as well Yes, I can totally see that one. And yes, I really encourage you to tap into that as the industry because I can see how beneficial it is he, uh, this device that you have to for for the patients inside the the hospital, for example, because that's very useful. Wow, I love that you have this out there. I'm so excited to uh, come across it or to see it in, in in operation at some point. Now. Geneva, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Um, as a child, I was always part of science and technology, and I was a part of my math and science teams, and all from second grade all the way to high school. So I was always um, kind of in the midst of engineers and problem solvers, but I never knew what problem I would solve. I just knew that I wanted to do something big. And coming to UT and meeting this, these amazing students that kind of encouraged me and showed me that, yes, we could do this together. And it wasn't until midway of our school project when we went to a spinal cord injury support group here at a local hospital where we saw an actual need for our product, a, a time where actual customers that are potential customers that could potentially use our product come to us and say, if you created this, I would buy it the second it would come out. So meeting with you know our customers at the spinal cord injury support group was that defining moment where I knew I have to do this because these people need it now. Yes, and that's exactly what where I'm envisioning this to be really helpful is the spinal cord injury community. I mean, especially when they are in their homes already, when they have to be have to be independent as much as they, they, they can be and some of them are dependent on other caregivers but I mean having this technology that will help them lessen that dependency to other people that would be a big uh, I mean it's a game changer I can I'm so excited with this and I can totally see it because I see a lot of spinal cord injury patients in the hospital and also um, I know of friends and family that are struggling with this and having this technology really is going to help them in their day-to-day -day activities. So love that you came up with this idea. So congratulations. Thank you very much. We're very excited.
Yes, me as well. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular person of our listeners. However, they will like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. Um, right now, the current um, assistive technology industry is is out of control. Um, what we see is assistive technology that is grossly overpriced and doesn't really do what it is meant to do. So for me, every day I think about my customers and how they have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars on devices that don't do half of what our device does. And we feel like if we were to price this even just in the hundreds, if we would we would under undercut everyone. We would revolutionize the assistive technology industry by providing top of the line technology at a very low price. And that's that's what drives our team forward every day is that we know that for a fact our device works better than any other device on the market. We have a patent pending on this biosignaling uh, device where we know that it works and it works better than infrared technology. It works better than sip and puff systems and joysticks, all this technology out there available that could potentially help our, the disabled community is falling short. So that drives us every day to move forward and continue to work on this project, which has now turned into a viable business. Yes, and to make this as affordable as possible to the community that needs it. Wow, what a compelling vision, Lawrence. And I can totally see that. And I really incur- uh, I'm really uh, excited and inspired with what you're doing out there and what you're putting out there because you are going to be m- impacting a lot of people's lives. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? My three qualities that I think have helped me a lot, especially as a woman in technology, without an actual um, computer science degree, I, my degree is actually not in engineering or computer science, but um, I focus on international relations and with a focus on international security, I still understand that there is a need for women in tech and we don't see it very often. And it's very discouraging at times, but I always keep these three traits kind of close to my heart in order to remind myself that yes, I should be here. And yes, I'm doing something that could potentially change the world, even though I don't have an engineering back uh, a degree. Um, my first trait is patience. Um, you have to be patient to kind of take constructive criticism and turn that into valuable information to make your business and yourself as a CEO a better a better functioning person. Um, another thing is passion. Passion is extremely important because without passion. You're not going to be able to drive forward into completing, you know, your project. Um, and with that, three, a strong work ethic. I come from a Hispanic family, and my grandfather has this saying where he said um, in Spanish, el que no trabaja no come, which translates into he who does not work does not eat. <laughs> so a strong work ethic is definitely something, a personality trait that I keep 
to my close to my heart because it's just been embedded in my family for a very long time. So that's patience, passion, and having strong work ethics. Right. Wow, great personal traits and qualities you have there. And the good news is that we all can cultivate and adapt this uh, traits that Geneva just shared with us and apply it in our lives, in our business building activities and in our life in general because we all can use uh, a lot of uh, all of these three traits that Geneva just shared. So having the patience and you know, having the passion and, of course, the strong work ethics is basically showing up you know, on a daily basis with you in your work or in your business because building a business requires our time, our energy, and our effort. So we really have to have that uh, strong work ethic to follow through and commit to it. So thank you for sharing that. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? So when I graduated from the University of Texas, I actually already had a full-time position. And I had just come back from interning abroad, and it was my last semester at UT. Unfortunately, I took on my full-time position and was still running, you know, this project concurrently, but I got very, very sick. I was abroad in a developing country on a microfinance program affiliated with UT for six months. And I contracted a really, really bad bug in my stomach. And for the first, you know, for the first six months of creating this business, I was very, very ill. And I, not only was I creating a business, I was working a full-time job. So at first, yes, it's very difficult because for some people, they're working a full-time job and doing, you know, their side hustle, which is their business or entrepreneurial venture. Um, but for me, it was not only those two, but also being 100% ill to the point where I had to quit my full-time position and just not do anything for a while. And it was during that time when I was sick where I said, why, why do I have to keep being sick and, you know, and not be productive? This isn't me. I can still be sick and still be productive. So I did take some time off. And sometimes you got to grind without a budget. <laughs> um, I wasn't working. I was just 100% doing this, you know, venture straight out of college and without any money on my plate. So it was very difficult. And not only, and no money on my plate was, money was going out to medical bills as well. So it's still been a very difficult, you know, process. But, you know, now it's, we're almost at the year anniversary of our business and, I've become healthy again and everything is just right on track. Wow. I mean, your story, I mean, I can totally understand. I could totally imagine what your, your situation was during that time when you feel so ill. And that's the thing, because sometimes when you feel ill and you, you know, you lose all the attention, the focus, you lose all the energy, um, of being productive, being productive per se, you know what? So, so when, for example, with me, when I feel, when I'm not feeling well, I can't do anything. I mean, I can't move on. So I must be difficult during that time uh, that you have that. Um, but the thing for our listeners is that whatever challenges that you have um, while building your business or while you are or on, on this journey, know that 
these are these are part of being in business and embrace them and have them as a deterrent or a hindrance to for you to move forward and find ways and means to deal with it and of course the financial aspect is really important and a challenge for this, uh, especially when you're just starting out and venturing on a business requires financial cushion so sometimes we need to be bootstrapping we need to be really frugal in 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 our in our day-to-day lives in general so that we can finance our business but these are all part of building a business you know know that these are these challenges are are going to be there so it's just how we you know be resourceful enough to overcome this or to deal with them with them as much as we can so thank you for sharing those because i'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that experience that you have that they can um, learn from all right now let's talk about how you maintain work-life balance you know as entrepreneurs we maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance particularly if you have a family juggling many roles so in your life as an entrepreneur how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health your family your relationships and your business Um, Like I said before, I began this company while very ill, and it was difficult to be a sick CEO, but as, you know, entrepreneurs, and as as many of our listeners are entrepreneurs, you know, we are all workaholics at heart, and it's all about a balance that fits your lifestyle. I was very ill the first couple months, but, you know, I made sure that my illness didn't tie me to 100% 100% focus on my business because that would have been something that would have continued to add to my stress levels and my sickness. Um, so I did find, you know, time to unplug and get away from my computer for a while and go for walks and join, you know, d- dance classes. I, I was a dancer growing up. So finding, you know, calming ballet classes or yoga classes to unplug and get away from, you know, your business for at least a couple of hours a day is something that I would recommend 100% for all entrepreneurs out there because we are all workaholics at heart. And I I know myself, I, I have worked hard since, you know, I was a little kid because I, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be a violinist. I wanted to dance. I wanted to be in sports. But after a while, come college, I was so tired that I didn't want to do anything at all. And that was something that I didn't want to find myself in again. And I, I found a way to kind of de-stress and unplug from working so hard so much by finding a hobby and possibly finding friends and, and fellow entrepreneurs that share those hobbies as well. So you can not only unplug together, but you could de-stress together as well and talk about lifestyles of entrepreneurs. Yes. And you know what? I am really big on what you've said about finding time to unplug. You know what? This is really important for our for uh, our listeners out there. And you are right with work or entrepreneurs being a workaholic at heart. Because you know what? We don't see our work as work anymore because we are so passionate about it. But it's really important to find time to nourish yourself, to nurture yourself. Go for walks, go for dance or, or dance classes or yoga classes like uh, Geneva do. Uh, for her for the two hours a day that she spent so it's really important to really have that time and and 
I'm sure this is a lot more challenging with the, our listeners who have family because now you not only have your business, now, not only yourself, but you also have a family to spend time with. The main thing here is that to make time for those that are important to you. And I really am really big on really taking care of ourselves first because if we don't have our health, we won't be able to build this business that we are passionate about in the first place. So take care of yourself so that you'll be able to take care of others. Uh, that's the bottom line in here. And whatever your situation is, at the moment, work around it, be flexible. And that's what uh, one of the perks of being in business because you have your time and you are able to be flexible with your time. It's just about making time um, to those that are important to you and find carving really, be deliberate in carving those times to spend um, to those that are important to you. So thank you for sharing uh, those tips that our listeners can learn from. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself, and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I completely 100% agree with you with what with just what you said. Um, for me, success means providing some sort of solution to an existing problem where many people benefit from such solution. Um, as of right now, I've become so passionate and so in, involved in this sector of helping the disabled community that helping just one person would be a success to me. Um, I, when I went to the spinal cord injury support group, I saw one person who came up to me and she said, you know, I was a CPA before my accident and now I, I, I don't have the ability to do my job. I haven't had access to the internet for a year now, and I feel like my world is closing. And that really resonated with me because we use the internet and computers on a daily basis. This, this, this interview is via, via the internet. And what, how would you feel if you had zero access to the internet and computers? And I, on a daily basis, you see people say things like, oh, I feel naked when I forget my smartphone at home, or I feel like, you know, a, 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 a part of me is missing. And how we, how we emphasize unplugging, we, we don't realize that being plugged in is, is not only uh, uh, something that we need, it's something that is important, not just, it's something that we overlook. We think that computers and smartphones are commonplace. And, you know, a reality is the Census Bureau tells us that there's 19.9 million people in America living with an upper limb limitation. And out of those 19.9 million, 6.5 million have extreme difficulty grasping a cup or a pen. So for me, helping those 6.5 million people help, help them gain access to a computer where they're able to communicate with people, entertain themselves and play games and, you know, do things like read online or control their television or 
you know, automate the environment around them to give them independence is success for me. Wow, you you know what? Every word that you've said gave me goosebumps in there. Wow, I am really inspired with what you've just said. And you're right. I mean, success is about providing something that benefits other people. When you know that what you're putting out there is really impacting other people's lives or making a difference to their lives, that's what the essence of success is. So for our listeners out there, I challenge you to ask this question one morning. Ask yourself, what success means to you? And you'll be surprised about the answer because more often it's not going to be the dollar signs that makes you feel happy. What really makes you happy is knowing that what you are putting out there is making someone else's happy, make someone's lives easier. You are, you are make, making a difference in their lives. They are happy because of what you are putting out there. That's the essence of success as well. So thank you for sharing your perspective on that for our listeners as well. Now, Geneva, I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success, or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? So my first tip would be um, build something that people want and people need. If you are becoming, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, don't keep your head down building things that you want because at the end of the day, you are not your customer. You have to go and find your customer and ask them questions, ask them what they like, what they dislike, what works for them in whatever industry that you're planning to go into. You need to know what they want because if you make something and you spend time and money building this something and it's something that nobody wants, you're not going to be successful. Um, two is something that I learned from the Longhorn Startup Lab class. Um, our mentor, Joshua Bayer, is a serial entrepreneur. And one thing that he told us from the beginning was, you guys have mentors and they are here to help you. If your mentors are not saying no to you, you aren't asking for enough. So always ask. Go and go out on a limb. Ask a venture capitalist that you see, you know, in the street one day and you recognize them and you say, hey, I can pitch to them in these 30 seconds that they're walking down the street. If they tell you, the worst that they can do is tell you no. And if they aren't telling you no, you're not asking for enough. Um, I think those two are probably the only advice, that's the most important advice that I can give to aspiring entrepreneurs. Yes, and those are huge takeaways that our listeners can learn from. So it's really important to um take lesson from what Geneva just shared. So the first one is to build something that people want and need. So this comes down to really knowing your market. Find out what people need. Find out what they, 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 they want and what, what is it that you are trying to fill. What kind of problem you are trying to solve. So that way you, you will better serve them. You'll better serve the clientele. Or you better ser- you're better off serving the industry you are in. So that's really important. And the next one is to really ask and seek out mentors and experts, not only in your industry but 
even outside of your industry, to widen your perspective. And sometimes, especially for us women, asking for help, especially, sometimes we, we feel so, okay, we don't, we don't want to ask for help because we feel like we are, you know, burden, you know, we, we're just creating burden for other people. But it's really important to know when to ask help and know that there are people out there who can help us. And there's a ton of resources. There are a ton of people out there, be that online or offline, meeting people or offline or even online. There are a lot of people, willing people that can help you or that can you ask questions especially those are experts in the industry that you can learn from so those uh, tips that Geneva shared with us um, I'm going to have them on our show notes as well so that our listeners can uh, can go back and reference them so thank you for sharing those now what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with um, I think that you know our our rock and our foundation has been at um, at Capital Factory. This is a startup startup incubator located in downtown Austin. It is led and it, the director is Joshua Bear, who is also the director of the Longhorn Startup Lab. Um, it's more of a non-student related uh, incubator, which is why we are we were very excited to have office space in that building downtown. Um, Josh was very kind to invite us into, you know, this incubator space and the resources available here at Capital Factory are endless. Every day there is at least one or two events happening here that are meant to educate you in whatever you need to become a successful entrepreneur. Whether it be trying to find a co-founder, there's co-founder meetups. Whether it be a specific programming language, there's Cassandra meetups and JavaScript and Python meetups. There's just, and it's all free and open to the public. So as students, being able to mingle with, you know, CE, other CEOs and other successful entrepreneurs in this environment where we can reach out to them and ask them questions and they are 100% willing to help is amazing. Just Capital Factory has been the best resource that we've had today. Wow, sounds like a great resource for our listeners out there to check out on. So that's Capital Factory, and I'm going to have that on our show notes as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? I actually have two books. One, the first book would be um, Startup CEO, A Field Guide to Scaling Up Your Business by Matt Lumberg. Um I really like this book because it shows you how to, you know, build and scale your business from the perspective of a CEO. And as a young CEO myself with probably zero experience uh, in being a CEO besides whatever my my mother has taught me because she was her own self-made CEO, um, I, I learned everything via this book. Um, I, I recommend it from the perspective of a CEO. Um, because it really is one thing to start a business and it's one a, another thing to be a CEO for a business. It's very difficult and you're going to find yourself in situations where, you know, any other business book is not really going to be able to target or give you advice on. Um, the second book would be Disciplined Entrepreneurship by Bill Ouellette. And he is the managing director of the Martin Trust Center for MIT Entrepreneurship. It is a fantastic book. It is 
amazing. It gives you anything that you need to know from starting your business from A to Z. It is a beautifully written book that will show you exactly what it takes to start your business from idea to actual product. It is amazing. Wow, great recommendations that you have there. So that's a start, start CEO by Matt Bloomberg and the Discipline Entrepreneurship by Bill Owlett. I'm definitely going to be having this on our show notes as well. I'm going to pick, pick those uh, books as well that I uh, learn from what the, the resources that Geneva just shared with us. So thank you for sharing those. Now, um, Geneva, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero or a superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. The person that I really admire at the moment is Jerry Ellsworth. She is the co-founder of Technical Illusions, which is a augmented reality, virtual reality um, kind of platform. It's called, they, she's just, she's just amazing. She is a perfect example of someone I look up to because she is a self-made engineer. She doesn't have an engineering degree, but has always been passionate, passionate about science and technology, just like I am. So just for all the aspiring entrepreneurs out there, if you want to be in the field of science and technology and or medical field or any any field, you you don't have to have the degree or the expertise. You just have to have the will at, to become an expert in that field. So Jerry Ellsworth is the perfect example of a self-made engineer who has you know loads of success on her shoulders, which I hope to one day, you know, be. Yes, and what a great inspiration. And you are absolutely right with that one. I mean, you don't have to have a degree on what it is that you want, but you can learn from these experts and uh, and uh, be inspired with what they're doing and uh, strive to be an expert yourself. So I love that you've shared that as an inspiration for our listeners. Now, last but not the least, Geneva, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it, and then we'll end from there. Um, one of the best benefits that we tell our customers is our product can give you the freedom of independence. We, we want to tell people that we know that this might not be a product that is geared towards you, but we know that you probably know one or two people, a friend or a family member or a coworker that could potentially use our product. And what you can do is, you know, refer them to our website, which is freeput.net. And um, you can also follow us on Twitter at freeput, F-R-E-E-P-U-T. Um, we, ha- we will be, you know, sending out lots of updates and resources for you know, people with upper limb dis- um, disabilities to acquire a device at a low cost. So it's really important if you are interested in our product to kind of follow us on Twitter because we have a lot of resources for, you know, the disabled community if they are unable to, you know, pay for devices like this. Yes, so, and that's uh, freeput.net and their Twitter handle is at freeput. And for our listeners out there, even if you, you yourself are not uh, the, the 
target uh, customer here maybe you know somebody maybe you know someone in the community that can benefit from it it is our obligation it is our um, it, you know responsibility to have to make this one known to them let's spread the love by spreading this message to them that there is um, a technology available that they can uh, tap into so for our listeners out there i really encourage you to spread this word and um let them go to freeput.net and especially if you have a friend or if you know somebody that can benefit from this go to freeput.net and make sure that from there you can link to their social media profile like their twitter handle so that you can get updates from this as they grow or as they roll on products that benefits our 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 community of the the disabled community particularly so thank you for sharing that and by the way all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Geneva Castellanos or just type in her name Geneva on the search bar and it will find it for you so if you weren't able to get the link I'm gonna have them on the show notes but again that link is freeput.net Geneva Thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.